Welcome to Worship with Willie, a Christian helps ministry that addresses real-life issues with biblical answers in this dark world as we bring forth the light of Christ. Today, our world continues to plunge into the depths of darkness, being ever blinded by sin and iniquity. But there is a light for all those that seek it. Brother Willie's insight and real-life principles will challenge young and mature Christians to walk in the light of Christ in these dark times. Please join us now as Brother Willie brings today's message. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We want to welcome you back to the Worship with Willie podcast and radio program. Happy New Year! We here at Worship with Willie would like to welcome you into 2018. This is a time of year where people should be happy and exuberant. But for most people, some aren't very happy. Many are depressed and others are just straight up lonely. Life isn't easy when you're on the bottom, but you don't have to live there. This week, our highlighted artist will be the Mylon Hayes family with their selections from the album entitled Hymns and Classics, Volume 2. They will help us celebrate the new year and their selections will go along with our message. We want to start our program with a song from their album entitled Devoted. Here is their song, One More Opportunity. This is the day the Lord has made. His mercy was new this morning. With every sunrise comes a chance to give Him all the glory. Magnify, testify, make a joyful noise. Celebrate His goodness with a mighty, mighty voice. Shout, there is no better time. Honor him with me. Don't let this moment pass you by. This is one more opportunity to come and praise the Lord. One more opportunity to worship and adore. So let's lift him up. This is what we were created for. One more opportunity One more opportunity to pray 
selection was the Mullen Hayes family singing their song, One More Opportunity, from their album entitled Devoted. My friends, we do have one more opportunity. In the very beginning, I said, this is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We have one more opportunity to serve and praise the Lord. What are you spending your opportunity on today? Many people are hungover and many people are suffering from the ill effects of the night before, but you don't have to live that way. In fact, some people may be on the bottom of the barrel. Listen, life isn't easy when you're at the bottom of the barrel. In our message today, our message is found in the book of Acts, the book of Acts chapter number nine, Acts nine, one through 31. Why do you say that, Brother Willie? Life isn't easy when you're at the bottom of the barrel. Why is that? Well, first off, number one, there's a drastic change. There's a drastic change. We look at Paul or Saul, his life, and we see a few things here. Verses one and two from Acts nine. It says, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughterers and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any on the way, what they would whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Saul thought that he could continue living the way that he was and that nothing would change. He thought that he could continue living the way he was and nothing would change. And he acted as if his whole life is going to be the same way going throughout his whole life. And he didn't have any courage. You see, for those Christians and Saul, one thing we have to realize, it says, I wrote a quote down here. Courage is the fire. Bullying is the smoke. Courage is a fire, but bullying is a smoke. How many times do we see bullies breathe out all these threatenings and all these threatenings like Saul did, but there's no substance to it? It takes the real person to stand up and say, I'm not going to do this. The fire. How about for the Christian fighting the devil, fighting temptation, fighting their secret sins? That's the smoke. Our courage, our faith in God is the fire. What are you burning today? Verses number three and three through six. The Bible says, and as he journeyed, he came near Damascus and suddenly there shone round about him a light from heaven and he fell to the earth and I heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me do? And the Lord said, arise and go into the city. And it shall be told thee what thou must do. Saul had a traumatic experience that would change his reality in a permanent way. I heard a quote says, trauma has a way of bringing memories deeper into our mind. Isn't that true? Trauma has a way of bringing memories deeper into our mind. You know, I was thinking about when I was a kid, my mom said, don't touch the stove. And what did I do? I touched the stove and I burned my fingertips. And I learned from trauma that there are certain things that I shouldn't do. How many times have we been in a bad situation or had a bad habit or whatever, and we've done these things and we learned the hard way that we should not do these things? We've all done that. Sometimes we hit the bottom of the barrel because, number one, we don't think that nothing would happen. We hit the bottom of the barrel, number two, because because we don't think nothing would happen, we suddenly fall victim into a trauma. And how about this one? Saul's traumatic experience led to a loss which made him dependent upon another. Verse seven through nine, it says, And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were open, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was there three days without sight. Neither did he eat nor drink. 
Saul's traumatic experience led to a loss which made him dependent upon another. He was being led around like a dog on a leash. Don't depend on others too much in this world. Even your shadow leaves you when you're in darkness. How about that one? Don't depend on others too much in this world. Even your shadow leaves you when you're in darkness. You see, sometimes because we don't care, what will happen is we come into trauma and then we'll depend on somebody else to lead us out. The same thing goes true for our addictions and anything else. We, we, we act as if nothing will happen. It'll all be the same. Nothing's going to change. And then when it does change and we go into trauma, we get mad. We get upset. Help me, help me, help me. And when people generally don't help us, we get more frustrated. But sometimes they'll have to say, this is what you need to do. I'm taking this away because this is going to help you. Change is hard at first. Messy in the middle, but gorgeous at the end. Change is hard at first. Messy in the middle and gorgeous at the end. My friend today, have you started falling to the bottom of the barrel? In part two, when we come back, we'll see what happened when we've come to the bottom of the barrel, but also we'll see how do we escape the barrel. We will return for part two of today's message. But now, on to story and song. At age 24, Michael was fit and trim. He was an experienced swimmer and an avid diver. But on this particular day, diving in a strange swimming pool, no one had warned him that the depth labels around the pool were mismatched in spots. Assuming he was diving in 10 feet of water, he arched high off the diving board, lifting his muscular 240-pound body skyward, and then entered the pool gracefully, completing a near-perfect dive. With 10 feet of water to slow his downward momentum, he would allow his body to travel about 8 feet before he would twist his body back upward to miss the bottom. With arms straight but relaxed, at six and a half feet of depth, suddenly his hands struck bottom. With no time to respond, his massive 240-pound frame forced his arms to buckle, and his forward momentum continued. In an instant, his head went smashing into the bottom of the pool. Lying at the bottom of the pool, he knew he was in trouble. He couldn't wiggle his fingers or toes. There had to be spinal damage. At that moment, these thoughts began to race through his mind. I know I can hold my breath for two minutes underwater. Stay calm. At a young age, Michael had accepted the biblical plan of salvation. Jesus Christ had been his Lord and Savior now for over 20 years. God had answered many prayers in times past, supernaturally intervened in times of trouble, when there was no other way out. So what Michael did next was not strange communication with his God. Lord, I'm ready to go. If this is your will to take me home now, I'm ready to go. But Lord, I fail to believe that at age 24 you're done with me. You called me to preach the gospel at a young age, and I've barely just begun. But Lord, if you're not done with me, you're going to have to help me off the bottom of this pool because I'm in big trouble. I'm paralyzed from the neck down. Michael no sooner mentally prayed that prayer when suddenly he felt a distinct presence of God engulf him. A heat-like warmth started at his neck and began to spread downward. Seconds later, he could feel tingling in his fingers and toes. He began to move them. Propelling himself slowly upward, he was able to surface and cry out for help. 
Up to this point, no one had known he was in trouble. People came running to his rescue, carefully helping him out of the pool after they had been notified of his possible broken neck. Lying on the side of the pool, waiting for the ambulance to come, he asked someone to go get his wife. He wanted her at his side. At the hospital, he was soon to learn that his neck was indeed fully broken. Doctors marveled when he related how the Lord had enabled him to swim to the surface of the pool from off of the bottom. A metal halo brace was attached to his skull. Two and a half to three months was to be the minimal wearing time of the neck brace. As the weeks passed, his doctor made a special effort to show him what he was looking for on the numerous x-rays taken. And during this time, Michael became very familiar with being able to read his own x-rays. After wearing the brace for 11 months, one day, the doctor took special pains to point out to him on the x-rays how far the healing had progressed. Close to three-quarters of the neck had healed, and about one more month of wearing the brace was necessary before being fitted with a less cumbersome one. Michael went to bed late that night and had a dream. Sometimes, literally acting out parts of a dream in times past, the nature of this particular dream was such that he literally began to rip his metal halo brace out of his skull and didn't even realize he was doing so. When he woke the following morning, he was in such intense pain that he actually wanted someone to put him out of his misery. At the emergency room, he knew what they would end up telling him. They would have to reposition the metal halo. That would require drilling four new holes in his skull, all the while remaining conscious with only a local anesthetic like the first time. Michael began thinking, Dear Lord, I'm not ready for this. Please don't make me go through this one more time. The halo brace specialist soon confirmed his worst suspicion, but said it would be up to the neurosurgeon to give the final word. When the neurosurgeon arrived, he ordered a fresh set of x-rays taken of the break area. All the while, Michael was thinking, just yesterday I saw x-rays, and at most only three quarters of my neck had healed. I know what he's going to find on this next set of x-rays, and they're going to have to drill again. Lord, please, not again. The neurosurgeon examined the x-rays in another room for the longest time, prolonging Michael's agony. Why wouldn't they get it over with and confirm his worst suspicion? The neurosurgeon finally stepped out with a puzzled look on his face. Um, you said just yesterday your neck was only three-quarters healed? That's correct, sir, Michael answered. My doctor can confirm that on the x-rays he took yesterday. Well, I don't know what happened overnight, but I can't find a broken bone in your body. Your neck is completely healed. After coming out of his daze from the incredible report, Michael smiled and silently gave credit where credit is due. Thank you, Lord. You are so good. Michael, like many of us, experienced life at the bottom, but on his way back up to the top, his ride there wasn't a fun one. He had to depend on God every step of the way, and he even had fear in the very presence of his hope. What gave Michael his confidence? 
the comfort of the Holy Spirit of God, of course. He is the presence Michael felt and comfort that allowed him to call upon God through it all. Are you spending time on the bottom of the pool of life? Do you feel as if you're about to drown in its adversity? Are you paralyzed with fear? There is another way. Trust in Jesus and reliance on His Holy Spirit. Listen as the Mylon Hayes family performs a song of their newest album, Hymns and Classics, Volume 2, entitled, Holy Spirit, Thou Art Welcome. Holy Spirit, Thou art welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, Thou art welcome in this place. Omnipotent Father of mercy, the Mylon Hayes family singing their song, Holy Spirit, Thou Art Welcome, from their album, Hymns and Classics, Volume 2. The only way to overcome sin, addictions, and stubborn habits 
is to welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit. Just like Michael in that story, only God can give the things that we lost back to us in abundant measure. Are you going through a hard time? Are you going through a time where it seems as if this new year started out, but you're still stuck in the last? Hey, you don't have to live that way. That drug, that alcohol, that sin that has you bound, you can break the chains of addiction today by trusting in the one that can set you free. Only Jesus has the key. You shouldn't put your key to happiness in the devil's pocket. Trust in him today. He'll lead you to a victorious life. Reformers Unanimous is a faith-based ministry that focuses on healing the spiritual and retraining the physical. We meet every Friday at 7 p.m. until 9 p.m. If you or someone you know has an addiction and needs help, please join us at one of our nationwide chapters or the chapter in your local area. You can be free, finally. If you have liked what you've heard and would like more Worship with Willie, you can find us at www.worshipwithwilly.org. That's www.worshipwithwilly.org. There you'll find links to our social media outreach to include Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, and YouTube, as well as many more daily Christian helps. If you would like to donate to Worship with Willie, I highly encourage you to put those funds into your local church for the furtherance of the gospel in your neighborhood. However, if you or your organization feel compelled to make a donation, please visit our website and click on the donation tab to make your monetary donation. You can also mail your gift to our address, Worship with Willie, 7399 North High Street, Columbus, Ohio, 43235. Thank you in advance for helping to support the Lord's work. And now, back to the message.
was the Marlon Hayes family singing their song, Oh Happy Day. It is a happy day. In part one, we learned that we get stuck in the bottom of the barrel. But now in part two, we learned that there's a different course. You don't have to stay in the bottom of the barrel. As we go back to our scriptures, we look at a couple things. Verse 15, things are changing now. But the Lord said unto him, go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Before we see Saul is living his life. Nothing's going on. Nothing's changing. And now he has a different course. God had a mighty plan for Saul, but he had to set the stage before the actors walked through the curtain. Saul's life was very religious and structured. You know, sometimes we run into people, especially down south. Everybody knows the Lord. Everybody's saved. You had to get them lost first before you get, get them saved. And they live a very structured and religious life. We have to get them to the point where they see that my religion can't save me. Only the relationship with Jesus Christ can save me. God used that structure, but replaced the focus. He still had structure and he was still um, pious, if you will. But he chased after a different thing this time. He chased after the focus. His focus wasn't on religion. His focus was on a relationship, proving to God that he loved him and that he was to be trusted and that he wanted to serve God. Paul only wanted to serve. God began to manifest his spirit into Saul, which produced tangible changes. His vision changed. Saul saw God differently. His vocabulary changed. Saul spoke about God differently. And his voice changed. Saul sought out God's people differently. You see, it's only when God and the Holy Spirit of God come into your life that you change and things start being different. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, his new creature Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And here's some tangible changes. You see things differently. You speak differently. And you go to different places. When you're at the bottom of the barrel, people that's down at the bottom, they want to get out. And they start doing things differently than they would normally do to get out of the place where they were. My friend, if you're stuck in the bottom of the barrel, or if you're stuck in some adversity, or some place that you really don't want to be, the only message, the only hope that you have is to call out unto the Lord. He can get you free. He can lift you up. Life isn't always going to keep you afloat on the surface of the water, or the barrel. Be prepared to have your boat sink often. However, with God, you may experience the loss of your ship, but your life raft may be just fine. Even if you do find yourself at the bottom, you don't have to stay there. And the journey back to the top may not be the best. But don't give up. You'll make it. God will protect you, provide for you, and preserve you. In closing, I do want to say this. I do want to offer this word of advice. People say, well, you know, I, I went through all this and I was at the bottom of the barrel. And my friends left me. And I don't have anybody to talk to. I don't have anybody to share my life with. I read this quote the other day and it changed my life. The quote says, real isn't how many people are with you when you celebrate. But real is how many people are with you when you hit rock bottom. Let me say that again. Real isn't how many people are with you when you celebrate. But real is how many people are with you when you hit rock bottom. When you're at the bottom of the barrel, your real friends will be there to try to pull you out, to help you out. The ones that aren't real, they'll see you hit the bottom of the barrel and they'll run away. Do you have friends or so-called friends that when you hit bottom, they run away? God will never leave you or forsake you. This week's challenge, when you hit rock bottom this week, because you will, don't panic. Make your way back up. 
and trust God every step of the way and you will be back on top through his power. Thank you for listening to the show today. Be sure to come back next time for more encouraging words. May the Lord bless and keep you until next time. That's all the time we have today. Join us again as we unlock new mysteries in God's Word. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to put the Lord Jesus Christ first in your life as you walk with Him this year.